save humanity yourself. I recently did a radio interview for Night Dreams Talk Radio, where I thought the discussion would be centered around science fiction. The interview was at 10 p.m., rather past my usual bedtime, so I had plenty of time to do a little extra research beforehand. Imagine my surprise when I saw the heading above my bio, A.K. Fraley, on how to survive an alien attack, not intended as sci-fi, but taken very seriously by those who deal with such issues on the public forum. Now, if you'd be so kind, look at this from my point of view. Possums don't take me seriously. My cats ignore my every command, and my kid's dog takes over my bed whenever she wants. I am hardly fit to keep attacking aliens at bay. The possum would have better luck. Needless to say, I don't think Gary was thrilled with my optimistic, maybe they won't attack, scenario, or my soul-surging, don't we have to believe that we are beings worthy of survival first? My original reason for being on the show still stood. It just never got a chance to talk despite raising its hand several times. Science fiction has something important to add to the human survival conversation. It is in the imagination that we come up with not only the methods of survival, but the motivation compelling us through the hells of hard times to make it out alive. I honestly can't tell anyone what an alien might look like, how they might communicate, whether they are responsible for crop circles or body snatching. But humanity won't lose if we value who we are in the honest light of both our failures and successes. In my collection of science fiction stories, Encounter Science Fiction Short Stories and Novella, I created the background lives for significant characters in my stories because a good character has a background, physically, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. Perhaps a character doesn't deal with all the issues. He or she may be an android that considers efficient synaptic connections the highest achievement, with no understanding of emotional or spiritual conundrums. But he or she still has to interact in a universe that battles those spectrums on a daily basis. Therefore, the whole range matters. We may have an inkling or be flummoxed, but we are not alone. We take not only ourselves, but everyone we meet their families, friends, workmates, and irritating neighbors into the room whenever we have a conversation, even if the communicators are a million miles apart. Ignore the larger reality at our peril. Each story must take into account that actions not only have consequences, but we may never know what they are on this side of the Great Divide. While the characters may not see the larger picture, the readers can. Writing and reading through a character's actions and interactions as they play out logically, emotionally, spiritually, and even physically 
offers us the mountaintop view. We climb out of ourselves and see the vista laid before us as humans and aliens play out their roles. I am currently working on the second New Earth novel, A Hero's Crime. No one is perfect. Perhaps that is a blessing, because it's only when the hero gets out of the way that someone new gets a chance to see what he or she is made of. I may not have a plan to save us from an alien attack, but I do plan on finishing this book. You all may have to save humanity yourself. Here is a snapshot of the first chapter. Cerulean blinked at dust-speckled sun rays slanting before him. He wanted to move, but his body felt weighed down, practically attached to the structure under him. Swallowing back panic, he inhaled a long, calming breath. His chest barely budged, as if gravity had increased threefold. Too weak. Forcing himself to concentrate, he faced practical reality. If he couldn't move, he must lie still and listen. Surely there was a good explanation. A sharp ache in his neck when he attempted to turn his head assured him, At least I know I'm not dead. Murmuring voices traveled overhead. A woman, no, two women, arguing. In weary depression, he closed his eyes. Claire and Justine added again. They argued on New Earth. They argued aboard ship. Now they were arguing here, wherever that might be. He imagined bellowing, shut up and seeing their reaction. He tried to form words. Nope, not any time soon. A shadow hovered near and blocked the warm sunlight. A gentle hand caressed his forehead. Cerulean. Using every ounce of energy he had at his disposal, which wasn't much, Cerulean pried his eyes open. Directly above him, a towering figure stared down a lean, clean-shaven face, bright green eyes, and a shock of thick, white-blonde hair. Concern emanated from those eyes, despite the upturned creases in the corners, matching his smiling mouth. So good to see you awaken naturally. I was ready to rouse you, but it's usually better to let nature take its course. Swallowing a desert dryness, Cerulean attempted to form words. Where? Justine's black-haired head and sculptured face rose into view, crowding out the other figure, her eyes wide and her tone authoritative. You're on Mirage, Cerulean. We made it through, though barely. I was afraid you were going to... Claire's round, childlike face, framed by chestnut, shoulder-length hair, shoved forward. Her chocolate-colored eyes flickered irritably at Justine and then returned to Cerulean. It's Mirage Reborn now, and you had us going, old friend. Abbas here, she nodded to the white head, saved your life. Good thing he has a better disposition than that son of his. Omega would probably have played some ridiculous... 
The urge to scream closed Cerulean's eyes again. Without another word, the gentle hand smoothed his brow. Abbas's voice, deep and confiding, pronounced final judgment. He's very weak. You must allow him complete rest for a few more days, and then... Then what? Claire's voice rose two notches near screech level. Justine broke in with a husky, earthy tone that unclenched Cerulean's jaws. Calm down, Claire. Abbas wants to save Cerulean as much as we do. He's just making sure that we don't kill him with kindness. Right, Grandfather? The sound of Abbas's chuckle warmed Cerulean's heart. So honest and lighthearted. Something Cerulean had not felt since when? He couldn't remember. Everything was a blur. Years of pain and turmoil. Fear evolving into an interplanetary panic. The mission to find Omega and save New Earth. He sighed. Finally, everyone knew. He wasn't immortal. Maybe he would die. Maybe he wouldn't. But the truth was clear. He couldn't fight any longer. A.K. Fraley is the author of 15 books, a teacher for 35 years, and a homeschooling mother of eight. Make the most of life's journey. For books by A.K. Fraley, check out her Amazon author page.